Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. everything in front of me in terms of stories, what I wanted to talk about. There was a breaking news story. The uh, FBI have now raided Mar-a-Lago. That is the private home of a former president. That is the private residence of President Trump. Look, this is too far and the Democrats, they have got to be stopped. Absolutely. You know, if you... If this really does just play into the other themes I wanted to talk about today, which a few points I want to make is one, if you wondered what could have sparked the American Revolution, well, we're looking at it today. But you know, the conflict that the Democrats seem to want to make inevitable in this country, which is not something that I desire or want or espouse, it's almost like the Civil War. And the American Revolution uh, had a baby, and they presented the Democratic Party of today and the conflict we're facing today. I mean, the, the Democratic Party, you know, they, they, they view you and me, the American people, no differently than, they, than the Democrats, the former plantation owners, viewed their slaves. You know, we live, our sole purpose is to work so they can steal our money. They don't view us with any kind of love, respect, admiration. They hate us. And there's a lesson I'll get into in a moment. But the Democrats have gone too far this time. Look, look, they've gone too far before. Uh, I mean, they, they've been trying to get rid of Donald Trump since he came down that escalator in 2016. They concocted the Trump-Russia collusion hoax to try and oust a duly elected president. And all their efforts have failed. But this is different. This has never before happened. They have now directly gone and raided a president's home. And what is his crime? Why are they there? What, 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 what is the purpose of this raid? I mean, part, part of this, the reason they're doing this is to send a message. <clears throat> you know, these are the SS, the FBI of the Democratic Party today. Intimidation is their goal. And you can't get bigger. You can't go bigger than intimidating the former president of the United States. It's wrong when they do it to James O'Keefe. It's wrong when they do it to any number of Americans out there who were Trump supporters or worked in the administration or were adjacent to him based on their positions. It's one thing to do it to them, to do it to Peter Navarro, to try and throw Steve Bannon in jail. But uh, it's another level to target a former president of the United States. I mean, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, her home was never invaded. It was never raided by the FBI. And she'd committed a real crime, remember? She was destroying, bleaching. She was acid washing 33,000 emails, destroying evidence after, after she was subpoenaed by Congress, after those documents were subpoenaed, those emails. Now, Steve Bannon, Congress subpoenaed him to, to testify before Congress. He didn't do it, so they assembled a grand jury and they found him guilty. Now, she was subpoenaed, Hillary Clinton, her emails, 33,000, not only did she not give them up, she destroyed the evidence. Her home was not raided. She was not taken before a grand jury and found guilty of obstruction. As a matter of fact, she stole furniture from the White House. Remember when, when Bill Clinton and her moved out, their eight years were up, he'd already banged how many girls in that house? She took the furniture. She took the furniture. It was a huge scandal. They had to go and return the furniture, the Clintons, because they took it. They liked it so much. So they took a little piece of the White House with them. 
That's how they view all this, by the way. We pay for it. They think it's theirs. They think this country is theirs. They think your paycheck is theirs. They think they own you. We're living on the Democratic Party plantation, folks. That's what this is. It's, it's a plantation. And the American people are the victims of the Democratic Party. But, you know, the, the, the irony of what the Democrats are doing here, and I just can't repeat this enough, they, the FBI showed up and raided Donald Trump's home. Imagine if they did that to Obama. Imagine if they did that to Clinton. Imagine if they did that to any Democrat president. What would the reaction be? Well, by doing this, they're actually making it more and more inevitable that Trump is actually the candidate in 2024 if they don't put him in jail, which I don't believe is going to happen. They won't succeed there. If they put him in jail, I'm telling you right now, there will be armed riots in the street, and there should be. Look, I, I'm, I take this seriously. I'm not espousing violence, but, I, but let me tell you. I mean, here's the message loud and clear, right? We can get the president of the United States. No one is safe. So you peons out there that are thinking twice about speaking out, the president isn't even safe from our FBI, from the Democratic Party. But he's, this, is, this is the kind of thing that builds support for Trump because nobody has been, regardless of your opinion about Trump, especially the way the media spun their lives to convince a lot of people, incorrectly I think, that you know Trump had a worse personality than he did. I mean, he was the right man for the job, and we need a bulldog. Look at what is happening to this country. And think about this question as we go through this episode. Who do we need in office? Do we need someone who just doesn't want to offend, who goes carefully, tiptoes around the Democratic Party? Or do we need a killer in the White House? Do we need somebody with guts? Do we need somebody who will not give up, who will not give in, who will not be intimidated? Just think about that question. Who do you want in the White House in 2025? Because the world we're living in today, the circumstances that continue get, to get worse, these are not normal status quo times. There is not peace. The other side is not capable of compromise. They hate you. They hate America. And that's the lesson that we're going to get into. Who, who are the Democrats, by the way? You want to understand them? You know, they passed their Inflation Explosion Act. And boy, don't I bet Kamala Harris was feeling pretty good about herself. I mean, think about it. She was put in charge of the border. She was the border czar. She was put in charge of uh, trying to build support for the voting rights legislation that was the, you know, destroy our Constitutional Republic Act, right? That was, that was, the, inten- that was the bill that was designed to give Democrats control over all elections in all 50 states. That was a failure. Everything she's done is a failure. She's not involved in anything, really. She's an embarrassment, And she finally made herself useful to the Democratic Party. She finally, they found use for Kamala Harris. That's right. She was the tie-breaking vote, right? 50 Democrats, one block, they voted to destroy the American economy, to plunge us into a potential depression, while all the Republicans, shockingly, stood firm and opposed it. So it was party line, 50-50. So she came in and she voted to pass legislation to kill the economy, to attack you and me, to stab us in the back and twist the knife. So she's finally made herself useful. Now, look, I've got the Democrats figured out, and uh, the Democrats are entirely predictable. You just have to understand one thing, maybe, well, maybe two things, to get where I am. I don't mean that arrogantly, by the way. I've spent a decade studying these people. I still do. And once you figure this out, everything begins to fall in line. It makes sense. You can predict the Democrats, what they're going to do. And it's been this way for a long time. And in fact, as I look at what's happening today, the more I realize the Democratic Party's never changed. They're just finally gaining some chutzpah to come out as the tyrants they've always been. But here's what you have to understand and accept. Get this in your bones. The Democratic Party hates America. They hate this country. 
They hate our founding. They hate freedom. They hate our Constitution because it limits their power. They are arrogant people. And they've been indoctrinated to believe this, that America is horrible. I'm talking about their voters now and the politicians that have grown up and embraced this view of a horrible America that they must rip to the ground, burn to the ground to rebuild as they like. They do not care if America is prosperous. They don't care if you're safe. They don't care if America is a superpower. They don't care about America, not one iota. America is nothing to them. It is just a place, a country that they happen to live in. They want to own it. They want to rule over it, rule over you, as long as they are rich. They don't care. They just want power. That's it. They don't care if you live or die. They don't care if you are happy. They don't care if you're prosperous. They don't care if you're healthy. In fact, they'd prefer that you aren't happy. That's their objective. Misery. Suffering. So they can blame someone else and say that they're going to solve your problem because it gives them power. So that's number one, right? They hate America. Number two, they want to eliminate any opposition. They want a one-party system. They don't even want there to be voting if they could have it their way. I mean, that's essentially what they're trying to do, right? making cheating so easy for them, so rampant that, you know, they can say they're having elections, but it's like North Korea, right? 100% of the population voted for Kim Jong-un. Wow, that's amazing. Not a single person didn't vote for this dictator that murders innocent North Koreans? Yeah, they love him so much, he got 100% of the vote. That's what the Democrats ideally want. So they want a democratic party, one party rule, no competition, perpetual, unchallenged power. Do you think that they cared about you when they told you that you were non-essential during the pandemic? When they lied to you? Told you you couldn't go to work? When they told your children they couldn't go to school even though they already knew children weren't at risk from COVID? you think they cared about you when continuing to extend lockdowns despite the known damage it was causing to our economy and our society and our children? No, they keep printing money. We know that the printing of money, the stimulus checks, the money that we did not have, well, that spiked inflation. And what are they doing? Printing more money. You think the Democrats care about you and your kids, America's kids, when they want to encourage adolescent children to have dangerous, irreversible gender surgeries? when they want to prevent parents from being able to stop it, when they want you uninvolved in an 11-year-old's decision to chop off their penis and they don't want you to know about it? Yeah, that screams loving children, doesn't it? You think they care about your kids when the schools are failing them and they will not give you an opt-out, when they oppose the voucher system, You think the teachers' unions care about your kids? You think they care about parents when they ask the Justice Department to label concerned parents at school board meetings domestic terrorists? No, no, no. The Democratic Party are domestic terrorists. And how about when the Democrats, Joe Biden, this administration, dismiss inflation as transitory? You think Democrats love America when they just shrug it off? When they tell us it's not really a recession, we've changed the definition, just shut up and be happy? When they tell you, yeah, you know, gas prices, sure, you know, they were up to $5, more, you know, double what they were when, when Biden came into office, but now they're down, you know, 17 cents. Look, we're lowering gas prices. You're welcome, Americans. You think... uh The Democrats and Joe Biden love America, love Americans when they tell the unvaccinated they're going to face a winter of severe illness illness and death. Do they love America when they use the FBI to invade President Trump's private estate at Mar-a-Lago? When they persecute their political opponents, do they love America? Did they demonstrate their love for America when they engaged in that coup attempt to unseat a duly elected president with a Trump-Russia collusion hoax? How about when they uh, when they uh, lied about the Trump-Zelensky phone call? 
You know, they claimed a leak. Oh, we heard it. Quid pro quo. And then they impeached him for having done nothing at all. Impeached him over a phone call. Meanwhile, while Joe Biden was VP, he was later caught bragging on video that he uh, threatened to stop funding stop funding to Ukraine if they didn't fire the prosecutor who was investigating a corrupt Ukrainian energy firm that his son was involved in. That's a quid pro quo. I mean, they fabricated an entire Trump-Russia collusion narrative hoax. They paid opposition research, Christopher Steele, to patch together a phony dossier that accused Trump of doing all kinds of illicit, unbelievable things that were figments of their imagination. They are guilty of everything they accuse their opponents of being, of doing. I mean, how about the evidence that Biden prostituted his son out to enrich himself? You know, we've now found out that um, Joe Biden, while he was vice president, actually had meetings with Hunter's Chinese business associates while he was VP. Now, remember on the campaign campaign trail, he repeatedly asserted that was... uh, You know, Russian disinformation, it was a lie. He didn't ever talk to his son about his business dealings. That was his son's business. He had no idea what his son even did. And yet he was a liar. He was funding his, you know, escapades with prostitutes in Russia. And now we know he actually had meetings with uh, Chinese business associates of his sons while he was VP. And we've got the FBI raiding Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. It's Joe Biden's estate that needs raiding. It's Hillary Clinton's estate that needs raiding. It's Barack Obama's estate that needs raiding. It's Nancy Pelosi's house. All the corruption there. These people don't love America. They hate America. How about when they fire our military personnel and other government employees who refuse to get the jab, the vaccine? The vaccine. Still, to this day, they're doing that. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's Got the two Pfizer doses, the two, uh, the two booster shots. He got COVID, took the final uh, Pfizer product there, the Paxlovid. Had a rebound case even after taking Paxlovid. But oh yeah, this is the man who once told us that you could not get COVID if you got the vaccine. Told us we were unpatriotic and irresponsible and didn't care about or love our fellow citizens if we didn't get the jab. Well, he's gotten all the jabs in the world. You think the Democrats love America when they uh, invite illegal immigrants to invade our country? When they use planes to fly them into the interior of our country? You know, there's an outbreak of polio in New York City right now. More examples of the stunning, stunning regress of America. All the blood, all the sweat and tears of generations of Americans who have contributed, sacrificed to build this greatest nation ever is being undone in a matter of years under the Biden administration. The Democrats hate everyone who thinks freely. They hate anyone who won't bend the knee. They hate anyone who is independent, who is successful, who isn't a sycophant who isn't a cheerleader for authoritarianism. I mean, these people, the Democrats, are treating American citizens who are present on January 6th as Al-Qaeda operatives. Now, remember when there were actual terrorists put in Guantanamo Bay, that was a human rights violation. If they couldn't read their Quran exactly when they demanded, that was abuse. But Americans who entered the Capitol building, who didn't plot to blow up the trade centers who didn't plot to murder American citizens. They just happened to take selfies inside the Capitol. They got carried away a little bit. They didn't kill anyone. No plans to kill anyone. Well, they're imprisoned. No bail. BLM activists, meanwhile, who burned down entire American cities, are released on bail. Democrats raised money for them. Kamala Harris, even. And they defended their right to protest. We're in a recession now, and the Democrats say it's just a period of transition. They don't care. Which brings us to this inflation. Uh, 
Inflation Reduction Act, they call it. Their response to inflation is to spend more money. To do that, which is guaranteed to exacerbate inflation. And you know, just to continue the train of thought here of the Democrat failures and these evil people, which you need to accept, they're evil. I'm tired of being lied to, you know? We're in a, we're in a recession. We have inflation. They're going to spend more money. Gas prices up nearly double still from what they were when Trump left office. And they tell us this is a good thing. It'll help speed up our transition to windmills and solar panels that can't be discarded and can't provide energy. You know, and when they're not celebrating high gas prices, they're telling us it's Putin's fault. When they're not blaming Putin, they're telling us Biden is responsible for bringing them down. Sure, gas prices have gone up to $5 from less than $3 under the Trump presidency, but now gas is just four sixty dollars a gallon. See? All right, I want to go off on a tangent here because I've been wanting to get to this. I think it's important. I want to talk about this, this, well, I want to investigate with you. Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. Why did she go to Taiwan? What was the objective? What did it achieve? Does it even make any sense to anybody out there? I mean, she doesn't support Taiwan. The Democrats don't support Taiwan. Um... You know, so Trump said something that kind of confirmed what was, uh, I was mulling over in my mind recently at a speech he gave. Uh, well, he was criticizing Pelosi for, for this trip to Taiwan, and he said she gave Beijing an excuse to invade the island. What was she doing in Taiwan, is what Trump asked. She was China's dream, Trump said. I mean, is she trying to give China an excuse to invade the island? I mean, even totalitarian regimes have to come up with a reason to do something, right? It's true. You know, Hitler had a pretext. He didn't just invade Poland. He had a pretext, right? A reasoning behind it. And they they still explain their move. Like Putin, when he invades Ukraine, he doesn't just invade Ukraine. He explains why. Well, they've been attacking us. It's retaliatory. It doesn't matter what, but they have a reason. So is Pelosi giving... China a pretext for doing what they what we know they're going to do at some point. We just don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, Biden has long said that he doesn't support Taiwan's independence from China. And let's I mean, if you think about history here, even recent history, Biden told us that it wasn't inevitable that the Taliban would retake Afghanistan. What happened? The Taliban took over Afghanistan. There's a trend here. Lies. Look at Russia. You know, Biden lifted sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. He emboldened Russia to take Ukraine. And, and you know, <clears throat> you know, um, I remember, you might not remember this, uh, but I do. Let me know if this rings a bell. But, you know, last year, a group of these Congress pronouns, well, it wasn't really a group, it was two people. I think it was uh, Seth Moulton. He was a Democrat, and then Peter Major, Meyer, I don't remember how he pronounces his name, but anyway, he was a Republican. So these two Congress pronouns went over to assess Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, and that was last August, so a year ago. And Pelosi's reaction was fury. She condemned them. Many Democrats condemned them. They said they were selfish. Uh, Pelosi called it a stunt. She said it was moronic and selfish. She said they were putting... uh, People at risk, you know, for a photo op, essentially. For a moment in front of the cameras. And the administration, the Biden administration, said that this was a distraction from their important mission. And what mission was that? Arming the Taliban? Leaving Americans behind as hostages? And anyway, these these two Congress pronouns, after going to Afghanistan, they came back acting like they were Walter Cronkite pretending to be Walter Cronkite. I mean, they reported the truth, what we knew after after they did their little visit. They said there was no way Biden was going to get out, evacuate all the Americans over there by September 11th. Remember, that was the target goal, right? He wanted this to be done by September 11th because of the date, right? It was meaningful. 
And that's when Biden said he was going to get everybody out. And Americans are still over there. They're still not back. I mean, you remember this debacle, right? Day after day, asking, you know, Kirby and the, the different people in the Biden administration, so uh, how's the evacuation going? When are you getting everybody back? Oh, uh, we, we don't know. We're doing everything we can, but we're not going in there to get them. We're telling them to meet us at the airport. Yeah, but if they, but what about the Taliban trying to kill them? Well, don't worry about that. You know, it, it's just, it's not on our hands. So, so that's the reaction from Pelosi. They were selfish and moronic for going over to Afghanistan. It was a distraction. So now you got Pelosi going over to Taiwan and they're celebrating it. What? Now, Taiwan happens to produce these semiconductors that we need, right? They're in everything, our phones, any electronics, essentially, computers. But uh, here's my question. What happens uh, when China invades Taiwan? If we get some deal done and Taiwan does better than the Saudi Arabians, right, who can't actually produce more oil, you know, I guess, you know, they want the Taiwanese to fill our chip shortage, our semiconductor shortage. <clears throat> well, when they invade and take over Taiwan, what happens then? I mean, is anyone thinking long term here? I, I don't buy any of this, by the way. There's other stuff going on here. I, and, you know, Taiwan is to China what Ukraine is to Russia. That's why I bring up the Russia-Ukraine analogy. I think it helps us think through this. Russia believes what? Ukraine belongs to them. China, belong, China believes Taiwan belongs to them. And how is Russia-Ukraine going, by the way? Russia's still there. And what is America doing? This is the other thing. You know, we already sent them over, what, $40 billion of our taxpayer dollars? Any update? Any concern? You know, we... There was a documentary that was going to be released, I think, by, what, I don't want to mistake it. One of the networks, I think, the propagandist outfits, and they pulled it. They're not doing it now because they had to change it because they were talking about how great all this aid was. Well, it turns out, according to them, I think this is actually a high estimate, only 30% of the money that's gone to Ukraine has gone to the front lines. So it's a, it's a big scam. It's a big shakedown. And so we know this, no accountability. And now we're sending them more money, more money. Another billion here. I think it's supposed to be up to four billion or something. That's what's going over there now from us, despite knowing that there's corruption there. And this is the thing. I run into these people even on our side and they lose their minds. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but they can't think clearly when it comes to Russia, Ukraine. They think, well, Russia is bad. So Ukraine is just is good. And any money we send to Ukraine, well, we just have to do it because we're supporting the war against the new axis of evil. Really? Really? Okay. Well, this new four bill, four billion, guess where it's going? It's going to, to uh, fill the coffers for the social welfare programs in Ukraine. Now, we've already got social welfare programs in here that are making us poor, that we cannot pay for. And so now we're not only funding with printed money our own social welfare programs, but now we're paying for the social welfare programs of foreign nations, of Ukraine. At this point, I, I really, I feel like we should just add a 51st star to our flag. You know, just make Ukraine a state at this point. I mean, as much money as we're giving them, honestly, you know, if the Democratic Party viewed American states, the 50 that we have, treated them as well as they're treating Ukraine, we might not have as big a problem in this country. I mean, they're trying to help them shore up their border. They're giving them unlimited funds. They care about the people. Who do, who do we have visiting with Zelensky now? Uh, Jessica Chastain. I mean, all these celebrities. I mean, they just love Ukraine. They love Ukraine so much. America, they hate. Ukraine, they love. <clears throat> so anyway... I've said from the beginning, you know, Ukraine can't win this war. It's, it's literally not possible for them. And uh, Russia seems to be playing the long game here. Russia's cutting natural gas to Europe. Europe cannot survive without it. They are dependent upon it. And it's going to be winter in October in Ukraine, two months from now. Less than two months, I guess. Russia's going to freeze them out. Ukraine's not going to have any natural gas or heat. And, and by the way, apparently, I think this was in a New York Times story, I read so that you didn't have to. Ukraine is cutting down trees to make firewood. That's right. And where are the environmentalists? I thought I thought raising raising our precious forests was a no-no. 
no trees. How will we breathe? So Ukrainians are, <coughs> pardon me. So Ukrainians are going to burn wood. That's outlawed in California, by the way. I mean, in, in homes, right? You can't have real fireplaces anymore. You know, climate change, global warming. I mean, what's going to happen, by the way, with all these Ukrainians in the winter? It's hard. Like, do we let them die in the cold or do we save the planet? Because if they burn all this firewood in the, this winter amidst this invasion, I mean, surely the seas are going to rise at a just exponential rate. I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, Barack Obama may not have a house anymore if the Ukrainians are allowed to burn this wood. But anyway, this is just Ukrainians are going to be so desperate. Uh, so I guess they'll they'll get the pass from the climate Nazis. Um, but there's another funny bit I remember reading because even though they're saying they're cutting down all this wood to make up for the lack of gas that they're going to have because Russia won't be supplying it and they won't be able to get it from Europe either because Russia's cutting off the the natural gas to, to to Europe. Well, Ukrainians are hopeful though because they might have a surplus of electricity still because so many Ukrainians have fled Ukraine. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Here, I've got the, I've got the story here. New York Times, that's right. In an unlikely twist, the war has left Ukraine with an electricity surplus after millions of people fled the country and economic activity slowed, lowering demand. But anyway, still, that's now. They're still worried about winter. Uh, the sky rises, the schools, you know, they need natural gas for heat and it's going to be cold. So, what, you know, why aren't we sending solar panels to Ukraine? That's what I want to know. Solar panels and why can't they just build a bunch of wind turbines right now? You know, I mean, the way that Democrats talk about America with high gas prices being a good thing, isn't this a blessing in disguise for Europe and the Ukraine? Russia's doing them a favor. They should just be building solar panels and wind turbines. I mean, that's what the Democrats are doing to us. Joe Biden, he's trying to make fossil fuels too expensive to purchase here. Shortages eventually. So the Russians are cutting off natural gas supplies to Europe and Ukraine. So, you know, hey, maybe I don't know why the environmentalist wackos aren't celebrating Putin right now. He could be to Europe and Ukraine what Biden is to America. Forced transition. Anyway. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just ironic, isn't it? I mean, the whole world is desperate for natural gas and fossil fuels and Democrats are getting ready. Well, they just did. They passed a bill that kills natural gas and fossil fuels in America. So anyway, back, back to back to Pelosi and Taiwan, though. So um, Taiwan in the past said that China was going to be ready to invade you, invade them. Uh, by 2025, and now they've moved that forward up until to, to 2024. I wonder what coincides with 2024. Is that an election year? I'm just asking. Anyway, we know it's imminent. It's been expected for a while, and so I, I, before I get into a few of the details of this bill and how egregious it is, and condemn it. What the Democrats are doing is, it, it, there's strategery here, if you will. So they're going to pass, they passed this bill that's going to wreck the economy. It's going to destroy the economy. Things are going to get so much worse than they already are. So that they can, when they go out of power it, after the midterms, they can then blame the crisis on Republicans. And they're going to be proposing legislation and all this stuff to deal with inflation, to deal with a mess they caused. And they're going to say the Republicans are obstructing. If they were in power, they would have fixed this. But, you know, Republicans are getting in the way. This is how they are. They're literally lighting the country on fire. And then they're running away. And they're, you know, giving the keys to the House to the Republicans. And they're saying, <clears throat> see what you did? They, they burned down the house. That's what's going to happen. Um, but when China invades Taiwan, what are Democrats going to say or do? What's Joe Biden going to do? They're not going to stop China. They didn't stop Russia. They gave the Taliban Afghanistan. And this is the thing, you know, Pelosi supposedly goes over there to deal with a semiconductor thing. But, you know, today we're dependent on Taiwan. Tomorrow we're dependent on China. This doesn't address the issue. We have to become independent, produce our own here, even if they're more expensive. And when we don't have our own fossil fuels, because let's be realistic, we don't have enough electricity from green energy to power anything 
Where are we going to get the energy from? Are we going to buy it from Russia? So back to the the, the pretext thing with uh, Pelosi. And, you know, is she giving a China a pretext? That's what Trump said, basically, you know? He's giving her... Is she... Is Pelosi giving China the pretext to invade Taiwan? <clears throat> is he wrong? I mean, we haven't done anything to deter an invasion. Their military strengthens, it grows, while ours diminishes. As a matter of fact, you know, China just fired missiles over Taiwan. It's the first time, I think, ever they've done it. But it's the biggest escalation we've seen, certainly, in the last two decades. But anyway, China's, you know, building up their military. We're teaching critical race theory. We're firing manly men and warriors to make place for female or mentally ill transgender soldiers. War is trying enough, by the way. It's mentally taxing enough without people going into war who are already unsure of what gender they are. Who are already insecure. They're not comfortable with their own sex. They're not going to be comfortable running into enemy gunfire. And how are these people going to fight for America when they're being taught that America is racist and horrible and they hate America? Huh? I mean... We're going to ask these people to fight the Chinese when they hate America? When they don't think America's worth fighting for? When the Democratic Party and Biden have said repeatedly, hey, uh, you know, we admire China because, you know, they, it's a dictatorship and they can get things done over there. They don't have to worry about elections and they don't have to worry about a constitution and Congress to get in their way. They just do whatever they want when they need to. And that's the way we want things to be here. I'm telling you, the Democrats have said who they are. So anyway, what are we doing to prepare for this Chinese invasion of Taiwan? What did Biden do to, to prepare for a Russian invasion of Ukraine? Nothing. He rewarded them. He enabled them. Does that make any sense to anyone? So China wants to take Ukraine. They've said it. Just like Putin said about Ukraine. China wants to take Taiwan. And, and here's the thing. We need to address this one China policy, which is absolutely outrageous. So we as a country say we support China's one China policy. That means we don't support Taiwan independence. This has never made sense to me. It's contradictory. So we maintain formal ties with China, but have unofficial ties with Taiwan. It's like adopting a kid and the parents say, well, you know, officially this child belongs to the biological parents, but unofficially the child is ours. Because, you know, we got this agreement with the biological parents. It's their child. We acknowledge it's really theirs officially, but unofficially the kid's ours. What? It's yours or it's theirs. So with Taiwan, we officially agree with China. It's theirs, but it unofficially isn't theirs. So Pelosi goes over to Taiwan and says, uh, we're not going to abandon Taiwan. What does that even mean? We won't allow China to isolate Taiwan. That's what she said. So she tells the Taiwanese president that the message she's bringing is now, more than ever, America's solidarity with Taiwan is crucial. That America's determination to preserve democracy in Taiwan and around the world remains ironclad. Really? Is that not reckless and irresponsible? Because Biden said previously we'd respond militarily if China attacked Taiwan. But he's also said that he doesn't believe China will invade Taiwan. But China says it does plan to invade Taiwan. This is so crazy. I mean, does anyone really believe we're going to go to war with China if they invade Taiwan? I don't buy it. We didn't go to war. I mean, we had the same group with Ukraine. That's the truth. We were supposed to support them militarily if there was an invasion. That was the agreement we made when they gave up their nukes after they split up from the USSR. And, you know, <clears throat> one China... So we acknowledge that the communist Chinese are the sole legal authority over the Asian nation, but we don't accept Taiwan as part of China. So we acknowledge Taiwan belongs to China, but we don't accept it. We acknowledge it, but don't accept it. And um, anyway, you know, the White House backed, stepped, you know, walked back the, the comment Biden made in the past about, you know, defending them militarily if China invaded. They said, oh, no, 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 what he meant to say uh, wasn't what he said. He meant that uh, we're committed to peace and stability. So I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> this is World War III in the making. I'm not kidding. China's going to be behind it. And who's going to be on America's side? I mean, if we don't take China's side, as the Democrats would like to do and do do. Um, all right, I'm going to take a short break and I'll be right back.
And we're back, Drew Allen, the Millennial Minister of Truth. Well, we've, we've been kind of going at breakneck speed here. I haven't even really taken a breath because I've just, I wanted to power through. There's, I mean, we're just locked and loaded today. We are. You know, I, um, I was pretty upset today. I was pretty upset. I, I mean, more so than usual. I mean, I get worked up behind the microphone sometimes. But, you know, what happened today, we just got to be honest about it. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not just talking about the Trump thing happened afterward, the, the FBI raiding his private home at Mar-a-Lago. <clears throat> but that's exacerbated things as well. But even before then, I was worked up because I'm sitting here and I just, you know, if you ever wondered, you know, what was it like for the revolutionaries? You know, how, how could they be driven to a revolution? You know, what, what would push them there? It's something like this. I, I mean... I think that we are in 1776 territory. We are. If you think about the rationale behind us going to war with King George III, I mean, one of the reasons was taxation without representation. Look at what's happening today. I mean, we have a Democratic Party now that in the middle of a recession has decided to raise our taxes hire 87,000 new IRS agents to come after and audit middle-class regular Americans. Shake us down for more money. We're the targets. This is why I say they view us like plantation owners viewed their slaves. I mean, we just exist to produce and toil and work so that they can take the fruits of our labor. They're going to send money to Ukraine again. They're going to continue to destroy our energy independence that we once had. They're going to continue to assault fossil fuels. They're going to continue to force this transit. And think about what this is. They've been rebuked. The Supreme Court overturned. Well, he ruled that the EPA didn't have the authority to regulate CO2. That was a hit to their green new agenda. And the American people don't want this. And even if we wanted it, we can't afford it, both financially or energy-wise, because it's not going to fuel the country. It's not going to give us the energy we need. It's insane. And so amidst all of this, they don't care. It's the biggest double-barreled middle finger we've gotten from the Democratic Party to date. And they were clapping like seals as they signed this legislation that's going to do great damage to our economy now. Hundreds of billions of dollars spent while we're in a recession to tax us. They're raising our taxes in a recession. They know what this does and they're doing it anyway. I just, you know, and then on top of that, with with what they did with invading Mar-a-Lago, I mean, they're they're making the case for Trump here. They really are. And uh, we need a brawler. You know, I really am at a point where we need to do anything we need to do to get rid of these Democrats. I'm not talking violence, okay? Don't mistake me. But, you know, I mean, I look, I'm not espousing violence, but I, I you know, Look at our history. Look at the American Revolution. Look at the Civil War. I mean, how far do you have to get pushed until that becomes actually a feasible option? Look, it's uncomfortable, but it's in our Declaration of Independence, right? The Declaration says that we have the right to change our government. I mean, it's written right there in the Declaration that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends... It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. At what point do you get there? I'm just asking that question. Philosophical, however you want to interpret it. But we've got a party out here that's targeting the president of the United States 
who's persecuting its political opponents, who is intentionally wrecking and ruining the economy, are we safe? Are we happy? No. They're forcing their will on their people. They're taxing us, raising our taxes. They treat us like the golden goose. Just asking the question. Um, you know, Donald Trump, they just did their uh, CPAC poll. Um, <clears throat> Trump won the CPAC straw poll that was held in Dallas. And, you know, this is the thing. All we hear is uh, Republicans are tired of Trump. He can't win. We want somebody else. Now, this is limited to those in attendance at CPAC, but you shouldn't write this off. You know, it's things like this. And look, I've got an open mind. I want a robust primary so that we get the best candidate. But it's things like this where I want somebody in there that's going to fight that has the will and the motivation to take out this Democratic Party because they must be destroyed. So anyway, you know, CPAC goes back to 1974, and Ronald Reagan was the keynote speaker. <clears throat> and look, we're, we're still two years out from selecting our nominee. That's going to happen in 2024. So I take this poll with a grain of salt. But, you know, in 2005... Um, Let's see, Rudy Giuliani won the straw poll, right? John McCain never won the straw poll. He came in second behind Mitt in 2008. And still, of course, McCain was the Republican nominee in the 2008 election year. So it doesn't predict everything. Uh, So these things can be hit or miss. But what's interesting about this straw poll with Trump is that, that I think is worth looking at that's different is by the percentage by which he has been selected, by which he's preferred over another candidate. It's not even close. I mean, if you go back and look at the CPAC straw poll since 74, 10 percentage point difference, that was huge in past CPAC straw polls. I mean, the margin by which Mitt Romney or Ron Paul or Rudy Giuliani came ahead, came out ahead of whoever was second place, whoever was second, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's you're talking, you know, 10 points was big, right? But in 76, Reagan won the straw poll by more than 60 points. George Wallace got 15% of the votes. Um, Reagan got 77% and Gerald Ford was, was actually nominated. But anyway, you know, you get into the nineties and afterward and to the early two thousands up to before Trump and the CPAC straw poll winners were neck and neck. So two points here, one point, four points, like I said, 10 points would be big. And then you get Trump and he looks like Reagan. He got 69% and DeSantis got 24%. And the media that hates Trump, they're saying, well, DeSantis is gaining on Trump. You know, there's always a way to spin this, you know, to prove your point. That doesn't give the whole picture. But, you know, here's the thing. I don't know a single conservative Republican who doesn't like DeSantis. He is popular. And I think against anyone else, DeSantis would blow out the competition. But when you put DeSantis up against Trump, I mean, he's not popular. I'm not dissing DeSantis. I'm just saying I think DeSantis is going to be a great president. I'm just telling you right now as it stands it's Trump in 2024. Things are going to, can change for sure. But the things like this, targeting, persecuting Trump, you want somebody with a vendetta because you trust him. And so I just, I'm trying to tell you that Trump is still wildly popular. He is. You might be tired of him. You might want DeSantis. That's okay. But you're not in the majority. I think a majority of Republicans want Trump again, but the loudest people are the people that are calling for Trump to hang up the cleats. All right. So over 230 economists came out and said that this Inflation Reduction Act bill was going to make inflation worse. And the the Democrats just said uh, they're liars. Now, typically, you know, look, they cite their experts for everything. Climate change, there's a consensus. The experts all say man-made climate change. It's, you know, the world's ending next year. Oh, look at... So in this case, you know, we have experts saying this what about them they don't matter Schumer says they're wrong and some of these people I mean you got a Nobel laureate Vernon Smith a former chair of the Council of Economic Advisors Kevin Hassett anyway people that were on the Federal Reserve Board in the 80s late 80s under under Reagan you know and you've got professors from big universities so Schumer and the Democrats are right though that the same people that tell us men can have babies and that there aren't two sexes and that gender is, you know, created by man. 
these people are saying that these economists are wrong. And um, Manchin lied. Uh, you know, before this vote, he said uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is the product of years of bipartisan conversations about the most impactful ways to produce more energy domestically, bring down energy and healthcare costs, and pay down our debt. It's not going to do none of those things. And in fact, last December, he made the argument that was opposite of this. He said this wasn't going to help us produce energy. He said it wasn't going to bring down energy costs. He said it was going to be dangerous for the economy and for his constituents. Now he says that this bill is going to do this without raising taxes. They're lying through their teeth, just like they're saying these 86,000 IRS agents that they need to fund and pay for. Well, they're just going to go after the billionaires. There aren't that many billionaires. No, no, nobody's buying that. These 87,000 are being brought in like the FBI to target their political opposition and make your life miserable, to audit you, to try and find anything you mess up on, to destroy you, to punish you. And so this jerk, Manchin, says, despite this, my Republican friends have made clear they're completely unwilling to support this bill under any condition. That's what he said last December. So they're blowing up the economy. They're going to lose power. And they're going to blame it on Republicans. They'll say things like, well, this was just the first piece of legislation. We need more like this to fix it. Our next bill is going to fix the economy, but the Republicans want you to suffer. See? That's why I say they're predictable. So the lesson today is the Democrats hate America <clears throat> and they want to destroy uh, political opposition. <clears throat> we're staring in... Uh, well, we're, we're sitting here on a cliff right now and this is a, a inflection point, a boiling point in American history, I, I do believe. Um, they can't be let off the hook for this. There's going to be more news coming out soon now about what's going on with the FBI targeting Trump here. But this doesn't happen in a free country. We are not a free country anymore. Um, and frankly, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I don't know. How are you going to make the Democrats stop? They obviously have given up on the midterms. They're doing this regardless. They're brazen. This doesn't happen. This happens in third world countries. This happens in banana republics. This happens in communist dictatorships. And it's happening in America today. So we got to open our eyes and see clearly the Democrats for who they are. Monsters that have to be defeated. All right. This is Drew Allen. God bless you all. Until next time.